week on Club Kayfabe Podcast. We say farewell to the legendary Rowdy Roddy Piper and reminisce about some of our favorite moments. Big Show actually has a great match. Both people go over. Big Show, are you still dreaming about your stupid punch spot? SummerSlam moves to four hours. Lana's a cold fish. But Hot Summer is kind of humid. Dog Ziggler makes his debut. Stardust continues to kill it. We get an AML setup. And I fill the cup because someone's failed the city. Brock Lesnar is confirmed for Hell in a Cell in the Sable Center. Why Family 2.0 is better. Can you figure out why? Owens, Rollins, Ambrose, and Cesaro become the stars of SmackDown. John Cena gets his nose broken. Oh no, we forgot to talk about it, so that happens too. All this and more coming up right now. Hey everybody, welcome to the latest episode of the Club K Fabe Podcast. As always, I'm Pat McDermott, joined alongside by Dan Beck. Now finish them taters. I want to go fondle my sweaters. And Chris O'Mealy. And of course, that was the line for Wet Hot American Summer. This week's Talkin' Talkies, which you can catch on the Pod-O-Matic, part of the Giant Media Ball. Giant Media Ball. It's like a giant ball of media. Without the fleas. No fleas guaranteed. So, this week in wrestling, we have a lot of really, really good stuff to talk about. In fact, I actually had to condense my top ten into multiple items per number just to make it fit into a top 10. So it was like this really, really cool week of wrestling. And then we got like the worst news that I've heard this year so far that even like broke my heart more than dusty did. And that was the untimely passing of Rowdy Roddy Piper, which as many of you guys know, who talked to me over the years was my absolute favorite. When I was a little kid watching with my neighbor, Anthony down the street. So this was a, this was a pretty big heartbreaking blow for me. Mostly because I got notified via text message by a friend of mine who was just like, hey, Rowdy Piper died. And I'm like, what? And I immediately went to WWE.com, went to WrestleZone, and I was like, where did you hear this? He goes, TMZ broke it. And I'm like, ah, crap. Because even though I can't stand TMZ. has got a really good uh, track record when it comes to dead people. Yeah, yeah. So that's when I was like, oh, man, my heart just sank. So I want to I kick off the show by discussing your favorite Roddy Piper memories. Pat, what's your favorite Roddy Piper memory off the top of your head? Well, there's I have to go to one non-wrestling and, and one wrestling. The non-wrestling one, anybody who knows me well enough knows, They Live is one of my favorite movies of all time. Yes, I love down. that movie too. So, um, I, I think that movie still speaks today as loudly as it did back then, and I, Roddy Piper is awesome. It now. probably speaks louder today. Actually. It does. Actually, I think it does. Yeah. It does. <laughs> Um, it's not a movie; it's a documentary, basically. Yeah, <laughs> and it's interesting how, like, you know, lines like like the kick ass and chew bubble gum line has has stayed in American vernacular. But it was Aww, he finally ran out of ass. He, he, it's a uh, they used the line in Duke Nukem, right? Yeah, and then everyone's like, Duke Nukem's line. That's the greatest. And I'm like, rage. <laughs> yeah. Nope. What was really disconcerting though is i was i was out a couple of places on was that friday night the news broke thursday evening friday morning something like that and a lot of people don't seem to know who roddy piper was i was like well did you hear rowdy roddy piper died like who i'm like excuse me doing to bash your face up against this bar stool yeah he was as much of a household wrestling name as randy savage and hulk hogan were so i don't understand why people actually didn't know him because i saw a whole bunch of people on facebook that i didn't even know 
were wrestling fans and maybe they weren't wrestling fans. Maybe they just knew who he was, but they were all posting the story. Like right. this, this one was harder than dusty just because of how much more name recognition Piper has, which I know is saying a lot because dusty was a huge star in wrestling, but Piper was a huge star in mainstream. And Piper was one of the guys, um, when I'm talking about promos, when I'm talking about speaking in front of a live crowd, that's the guy I study. And that's the guy I, because he just, he was, the same way in like the Jake the Snake Roberts or even more recently Punk would do, those people know how to get under your skin and they know how to cause a real reaction and you love to hate them. And yeah, I do think, it subtly too. Right, and Roddy Piper was one of, if not the best at that in my opinion. Alright, what was your what was your wrestling memory then? Or was that it? Um well that there's a lot, but I would I guess I would have to pick the Piper's pit with Snooka. Oh yeah. I mean... That's, that's the iconic one. Exactly. Alright, what about you, Dan? Uh, Starcade 1983, the chain match with uh, Valentine, and they killed each other, and then Roddy couldn't hear out of his ear, out of one of his ears <laughs> anymore. And there's also, in the uh, Hulk Hogan cartoon show... There's like a scene where Roddy Piper gets foiled and he like angrily jumps and stops and it's just two frames. It's hilarious. Oh, yeah. I love that. Yes, it I, lo- is. I have the animated GIF of that and I hope maybe somebody can post that in the thread for the show. Uh, That's it, like it, hilarious. That's it's a just great two one. frames. It's him in the air and him on the ground. <laughs> oh, it's great. But yeah, uh, that chain match with Greg Valentine. Oh, my God. My uh, my personal memory of Piper was uh, actually very recently, a couple of weeks ago, and I think I did talk about this on the show. Um, he worked a Lancaster Championship Wrestling show, which operates at the hotel I work at. And I wasn't working for LCW, but I'm working for the hotel, so I'm still there in the locker room cleaning out trash and everything, just not part of the show. And he did a Piper's Pit segment, which also involved hybrid Sean Carr, which is one of the most which is very underappreciated indie talent from the New York area. And Carr has worked in GSW and a lot of local promotion. Yep. And he's a, he's extremely deserving of he's everything. He's a big guy. He and one of my friends, a company my friend worked for. Yeah. He's a, he's a, he's a incredible talent and he got to be involved with Piper's pit. And that was like a huge honor for him. And then later when Piper went back to the hotel, they had his stools from his Piper's pit segment and they needed somebody to help bring them up to the room. And, of course, they called me because I'm the setup supervisor because nobody else can carry a very light stool up to this hotel room on the No, floor. they called you because you're a mark. No, they don't even know that. But I went any- But when I found out what the job was for, I immediately jumped in on it. So it was actually kind of cool to go up into his room, talk to him for just a couple of minutes. And he was a little out of it. But I'm sure it's because he's uh, he's still taking his medicinal marijuana, and you could smell it when you got up there. But uh, his son, uh, I believe his name is Colton or Colt. Colton, yeah. Colton, yeah. Uh, hardcore hit on the girl that came with me, the front desk girl, and that was really funny. He was like inviting her back up to the room and everything, and I'm like, you should take him up on that offer and bring me with you so I can hang out with Roddy. Yeah, that's why. <laughs> so while you're fucking in but, the uh, room, hanging out with Roddy. Yeah. Of course. But uh, Intercontinental Championship match with Bret Hart is my favorite Roddy Piper match of all time. Um, 
And then, of course, I have two other favorite Piper moments. One it was his surprise appearance at the Raw I attended. I believe I was with John Salinas and CJ for this one. And it was the Raw after Shawn Michaels super kicked Hogan before their SummerSlam match, and the, we wanted answers. So Chris Jericho and Carlito got into an argument over whether he was going to appear on Carlito's Cabana or the Highlight Reel. And Piper came out and was like, no, F both of you. He's going to appear on my show. And the best part about that was they cut to commercial after Piper came into the ring. So Jonathan Coachman, who was doing commentary at the time, runs down to the ring full speed, gets in. He's like, guys, I just want to remind you, the New Jersey crowd, that there's a special dark match. So don't leave after this segment. And Piper just looks at him and goes, you don't look like Hulk Hogan. And then just rips Coach a new asshole to this huge ovation. And Coach just sulks up the ramp. Because I'm sure he got screamed at by Vince right in the ear hole to go do that. (laughs) But that was a cool little live moment for us because it was just for our crowd. And then, of course, I was at the Royal Rumble in 2008 when Piper and Snooker were surprise entrants and relived their rivalry while the entire Rumble just stopped and watched. Except for Cody Rhodes, who was like, I have to keep beating people up because he was still a rookie at the time. Good stuff. Roddy Piper, you will definitely be missed. And uh, shout out to Ronda Rousey for dedicating her fight to Piper. Of course, Piper, um, not only willingly, but like happily, let her use the Rowdy nickname. And she beat Beth Korea in 34 seconds. Knockout. K.O. So thank you for the memories. Rest in peace, Rowdy Roddy Piper. We'll miss you. All right, let's get to the... Yes, rest in power. Then, of course, he had the the great Halloween tips. Oh, Oh my my God, yes. Yes, There's There's idiots out there. There's cars. Driving cars. (laughs) So you got to wear bright colors. Anyway. It's going to be depressing to go back and rewatch. There was also, you think you can uh, kick Cindy Lauper? You know, it was bad. I, I wanted to see what Jim Duggan's reaction was just because of his little, like, crush that he developed on Piper during Legends House. Oh, yeah. Uh, depressing. You think they would do, they're going to do Legends House 2? They, they're still talking they should, about it. They should do it, although... They well, they wanted it. They want Iron Sheik and Flair for it, and if and that would sell the show enough for me. Oh, they don't, they don't want to do Weekend at Roddy's? Oh, no! God. No, no, God damn it, Pat. <sighs> All right. Love you, Hot Rod. Yes. All right, I want to kick off the top ten, but before I do, I have to talk about a bad note that happened this week, and that's the awful misuse of Jesse Sorensen. <laughs> bad note. Ugh. So I hear Gay Biker Man's music. And I'm just like, well, this is going to suck. And then they introduce his opponent, Jesse Sorensen. I'm like, isn't that the guy that beat Paralysis and was like almost a hero for it? Yep. Yeah, yeah. And now he's in WWE, and the first thing they do is feed him to Baron Corbin. Yeah, right. Whip, finisher, three count, done. Uh, I was so angry about that. I'm like, really? Uh, it's this, funny because he was the football player gimmick, but who fumbled worse with him, TNA or WWE on a, on something where they could have capitalized where TNA fell off? Because TNA released him like midway through his comeback. They like built all these video packages around he was going to come back, take on Zima well, Ion, and it never happened. <clears throat> well, here's the thing. 
um, he still has potential to do something. Right, right, right. So I, I'm going to give that one to TNA. Definitely. I'm sure this was just like him. a tryout match, but I don't know why you would have someone just get completely squashed in five seconds for a tryout match. Yeah, I never understood why tryout matches always involve TV squashes. Like I liked when tryout matches were like sell. were like on heat, and it was like Victoria would face whatever girl they're trying out, and they would have a good like eight minute match on heat. And yeah, remember, be like, cool. remember CM Punk got his tryout match on heat against Val Venus, and it was an awesome match. Yeah, and so like Daniel Bryan had one back in the day against against John Cena on Velocity, and it was awesome. Yeah, yeah I don't. They used to be I, really I actually cool. do. I actually do kind of miss those. Oh well, it was good. Cause I remember one time Victoria fought cheerleader Melissa, and I was like, and cheerleader Melissa was like, there was a uh, uh, a shimmer taping like the day before, so she had to like take off off from Chicago and get to Las Vegas like super quick to do the taping with the match against Victoria. And then she didn't even get signed, so whatever. Uh, shameful, wasted talent. Ay, 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 whatever. So well, yeah, like Jesse Sorensen, we couldn't even tell anything about him because all he did was get whipped and finished. Wonderful. Wait, but you know what? A lot of the, Just the a, way I like him, brother. <laughs> oh damn 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 all right yeah i love this guy <laughs> let's kick off the top 10 number 10 so this is just a quick note that happened at a live event but i like where this could potentially be going uh adam rose has switched over to trunks and formed a new tag team with brad maddox and they call themselves beef mode and they're basically <laughs> the <laughs> yes <laughs> yes of course um, they're basically they really a modern day because that? that was his fucking gimmick is beef. Is yeah, beef with Wellington, right? Yeah, yeah. So uh, they're they're basically the modern day Skip and Zip, the Body Donnas. They're uh, they they made fun of all the fans for being out of shape. They did they jogged around what, the ring, did pushups. No, I'm I'm going for the actual team that did something. This is interesting because I didn't hear about this. Or see, this was on where Raw. It was a live event. Oh, it was a live event. Because I've heard, and I, I don't know if you guys have heard this at all, I've heard there's a possibility of not bringing back Rowan, turning Adam Rose back into a Leo Kruger-style style gimmick, and throwing him in as a third member of the Wyatts, which I thought was a cool idea. Um, I don't think that's going to happen if they're testing this out. Yeah, But I, they're also just testing it, and that's what they do. They test stuff at what house shows. What happens at the house know. show t- stays at the house show, except for you I can't wait to see happens. the beef mode and brie mode fight on Total Divas next season. Yes. Uh, beef mode. That'd be beef, great if beef, that was beef. their music. <laughs> beef, 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 beef. Moo, 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 moo. Oh, that'd be amazing. So, yeah, that could be a potential something. And it would get Brad Maddox back on TV. He was such an underappreciated character. And it would evolve great. Adam Rose, which would be... It's because be- idiots thought he was actually, like, dumb and couldn't get his shit together. That was a fucking really, he character! Was so, he was so you good at it. You jackasses! It was a character! That was like when people were complaining when Emma debuted. They're like, I don't get it. She's so awkward. Uh, yeah. It's her gimmick! She's her very gimmick. good at what she's doing. Do you remember... Oh, sweet, though, so. Do you remember J.T. Smith and ECW? His gimmick was to make mistakes so they would chant, you fucked up? 
They'd be like, you fuck. was is that he made mistakes all the time. Yeah, but that was his gimmick. Of course, now you fucked up as a chant at legit mistakes. But, you know, happens. All right, let's do the next number nine. Number nine. Guys, it is time to get bull fit. Oh, man. This is fucking great. Oh, I love this. This was terrific. Retro 80s. And let's give a quick shout out to Jason Shin, who absolutely hates this gimmick. It was dumb, but this like the whole thing so far has been it's been done well, but it's pretty dumb. But then this <laughs> workout montage thing was fucking awesome. When he snaps his fingers and he gets the headband and the wristband, oh, it was so great! Oh, it was awesome. Oh god, I I loved Bullfit, and I I love I love that they're working with <laughs> the guy in the gym that just screams, "You're out of shape." <laughs> Uh, it's so funny. But you know what? This is going to turn Dempsey into a babyface character that's going to get hardcore over. I'm st- I was marking out with the headband part, though. That was so great. Absolutely. It was it was, it, it was, was extremely well done. So, good for them for finding something for Dempsey to do so he's not just that other big guy who wins matches quickly until he gets beaten by the other big guy. Well, that's the thing. I mean, this could, you know, being... Badass big guy can only work for so long. Like this is going to extend his ability to do some sort of a character. So he'll always. It's kind of like with Damian Sandow. Like no matter what they do with him, he succeeds at. Unfortunately, they just can't find a gimmick to keep him in. Yeah. Did you watch the latest Up Up Down Down? I've seen him as as Sizzle on there a couple of times, but I didn't see the one that yeah, they're talking he's about. Sizzle, dude. He's playing. They're playing Trials Fusion, and it's fucking great. He's laying down rhymes all the times. Oh, that actually reminds me. Apparently, Axelmania did do something at a live event, but I guess nothing nothing on <laughs> he television. He beat the new day. <laughs> he beat up the primetime players. Oh, God. <clears throat> so pretty much we're, uh, I guess they're, they're pretty much, if they're going to do anything with it. It's, uh, Wait, maybe Titus O'Neil took him, him with those other homeless people at the restaurant to feed him. Uh, <laughs> oh, God. Uh, no, not cool, brother. Good lord. Get him out uh, of my Pasta Mania restaurant, dude. <laughs> Your restaurant hasn't been open for like 20 years. Alright, let's do number eight. Number eight. Alright, so we had a Rusev segment on Raw that was actually really funny. Oh my god! Where, yes. he, where he gave he gave Summer Ray a puppy. Not not just Summer, Hot Summer. Yeah, Hot Summer. <laughs> gave her a puppy and named it Dog Ziggler. <laughs> the whole and, segment was good. I love Shusev. And then he went after Lana with a fish, which I, I get what they were going for. She's a cold fish, but that was not the joke I thought. And you could tell that the audience thought something completely different. Oh, her pussy stinks? Yes. Thank you, Dan. I don't know. For, I'd be more worried about hot summer. It's It's humid. It's humid ray. Ugh. Oh, humidity. Oh, that's my cousin. That's my stanky oh, cousin. That. Oh, yeah. But, uh, yeah, Rusev put on shoes, and all of a sudden he's really entertaining. That's all it took. Uh, I'm, I'm digging it, and I, I like what they're doing with it. And Lana is working live events, so we're getting that match pretty soon. 
And in I, fact, if Ziggler's back in time for SummerSlam, I bet we're going to get a mixed tag out of this. I really thought Rusev would be a guy I would never say, oh, I like what he's doing, but I, I love Rusev's segments on the show right now. So I knew Rusev would... finally broken him out of that don't, yeah, this... don't say anything real, just do the thing. <laughs> Patriotism. I, I knew I mean, like, Rusev Big was e, going... who's like finally blossomed now that he's not doing something stupid. He's... Well, now that he is doing something stupid, and he gets to embrace it. <laughs> and Kofi, who's never been able to embrace character except for one night with Randy Orton ruining a car, is awesome. Yeah, I honestly never thought I would... Well, I knew Rusev was going to win me over at one point, but I didn't think it was going to be this way. So, good for him. But you know what? How many How many other guys have evolved their characters and become awesome even after a while? You're just like... I don't know about this guy. And then they do something completely different. Look at Ryback. Pat, when Ryback debuted, you hated him. I did. You were very vocal about that. And then he did the chicken wing promo. <laughs> Not even that. He start, When he did the heel thing. It wasn't even a promo. It was on fucking YouTube. He was yeah. But when he started doing the, the heel stuff, especially, I think the promo that finally won me over was um, when, he, when he, would, he would be a bully and then he'd say how he hated bullies. I thought that was terrific. There you go. And you, it always just takes some time in a character evolution. We all hated Michael McGillicuddy. Who? Exactly. We all hated Curtis Axel. Well, no, Curtis no, Axel, no, 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 no. We all didn't hate Curtis Axel. <laughs> I loved Curtis Axel. I didn't even hate Michael McGillicuddy, so whatever. Yeah. Well, Dumb name. And bad first promo. Shit, what did we used to call him on the show? Oh. God, I can't remember. It'll come back to you in the middle of a segment. Yeah. No, or as soon as we're done recording. Yes, of course. All right, well, we'll, we'll move on to number seven while Pat thinks. Okay, go on. That was loud. Number seven! Okay. Um... The Diva Revolution continues on Raw. We got two awesome Divas matches. First, you got Sasha Banks defeating Paige with the Banks statement in a great one-on-one match. And then I was getting a little worried that Charlotte was going to be the entire Spotlight Diva, but they had a tag match, her and Becky versus Nikki and Foxy, and Becky got the win by making Foxy tap out to her armbar move. And Foxy got hurt. She has a concussion. And Foxy got concussed. But yeah, and guess what? Out of all the nine girls to go out, that's the right one to go out. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. They should put Natty in that spot while she's hurt. Is she hurt, or is she just taking care of her husband? No, I think she's okay. I think she... But yeah, um, really, really good stuff here. And the Divas Revolution continues. Divas matches are must-see at the moment, so they are not your piss break. But they um, kind of have been for like two years now, but some people are just of, catching on now. Yeah. But uh, speaking of people who weren't the piss break this week, number six. Number six. That's right, guys. Big Show's in my top ten. Well, it's the Big Show in the top ten. And in here spite of, why. not because yes. of. Well, here's why. His match with Dean Ambrose <clears throat> was perfectly executed. Because it accomplished two things. It told a perfect story, and it got both guys over despite how 
the result went down. Right, right. It played to both characters' strongest suits, and then at the end, it still did the job of making Big Show look strong, but dumb. So it, right. it really that's worked. that's just it. They, they're trying to get him over as the monster again, which they've done so many times that it almost doesn't work, but Dean Ambrose made it work. And he made it work with his selling and the fact that he just wouldn't stay down and Big Show wasn't going to take no for an answer. Right, and I, I mean, I did a good job with because he they faked the count out once and he got back in at nine, and the second time he couldn't make the count out again. Which, uh, that was absolutely fine. Right, and he kept, every time he was coming back in, Show would just <sighs> knock him down again. But then he He's still got sorry. the last, la- but he still got the last laugh because Show tried to put him through the barricade and he dodged it. And then Big Show got buried. Yes, except he underneath didn't. the barricade, the buried Cade. <laughs> Good lord. So yeah, um, I it's been a while since Big Show has done anything that I've really, really liked. But uh, And yes, it, it's more Ambrose than anything else, but it's still. Like Aaron Lewis agrees with you on that. Oh, God. But hey, give credit to where credit's due. This was a really good match. It's been a while. Alright, ready for some golden gimmicks? Five golden gimmicks. All right, this is what happened on NXT this week. That was awesome. There are three. There are three cool things that I want to. I want to note. First of all, I know that everybody who, and pretty much everybody who listens to this show, along with the three hosts, are huge fans of Enzo and Cast. Yeah. But I'm happy that Dawson and Dash Wilder went over, and the reason why is because Enzo and Cast are probably going to be the next act called up to the main roster. So therefore, they should put over another team that'll be feuding with Blake and Murphy for the tag titles because they're going to be on this roster for a while while Enzo and Cass get the call-up. So I believe they made the right call there. Because <clears throat> you got you got to put those guys over before you go out the door. That's what the Lucha Dragons did. Before they went up to the main roster, they put over Blake and Murphy big time. Yeah, out of nowhere, right? Like they'd won yeah. two matches ever, and he, they were tag champs. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. It was crazy. But yeah, I agree. And plus, Enzo and Cass are a team that are like over so much that they can probably go through their entire career winning like three matches. Right. <laughs> Which is the way they were. When I first started watching NXT, they never won a match. And then Cass, and then uh, Enzo broke his leg, right? So then yeah. Cass, they started doing stuff with Cass, and like one time he out sang Aiden English and stuff like that. But Enzo would still come out and to cut the promos, and like they would never win. And they've only been winning the last four or five months because they're they're the tag team right now, right? They, yeah. Even though they're not the champs, they're the top tag team. They're right now. they're going to so. be money on the main roster, and I I I liken them to they have a very new age outlaws feel, where they're going to you know what we call them Poppy because we're what? soft, we're sloppy. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Do you notice his pants were keeping it a hundred this week? Yeah, they had the 100 emoji all over them. <laughs> <laughs> all right, uh, the next NXT note I want to make was the other the other tag team that got over, which is Jason Jordan and Chad Gable. And this is the perfect pairing because Chad Gable is the guy who is getting himself over, while Jason Jordan's the guy who's trying too hard. <clears throat> so they mesh perfectly because Gable's trying to get him to go with him and he's trying so hard to get over on his own but he can't do it but you put them together and they just they just mesh incredibly well like that's going to be another tag team that's going to go places 
So good for them. WGTT 2K15. And then, of course, you have the main event, which was the Vaude Villains versus Blake and Murphy going for the tag titles. And Alexa Bliss was the X Factor that prevented the Vaude Villains from success. But it was what happened after the match that was hilarious, which was chivalry. Yeah, they were all chanting chivalry and they were trying to be nice. And even though Bliss slapped the shit out of both of them, they still would not respond because they are gentlemen. And props to the Full sale crowd for making fun of Blake's Barbie haircut. By chanting, let's go Blakey, let's go party. <laughs> that was good. The NXT crowd was on, on day game. Yes. And uh, we got some cool stuff coming up because we're getting Samoa Joe versus Rhino. Yeah, oh man. And Rhino That's is having match. really good matches with everyone he has a match with on the roster on NXT. So, And he's fought Joe before in TNA, so this will be good. Yeah, this is going to be awesome. God, All right. I, I love Rhino Resurgence NXT 2K15. <laughs> it's a lot of rhino. All right, then. Number four. So this was a not the best Kevin Owens match and a better than average Randy Orton match, which meant it was awesome because Orton Owens met for the first time ever because that's what Raw was. It was all things happening for the first time. And it was a really good match. Not as good as the stuff Owens has been having. But he and Orton pulled out a really good match against each other. Yeah, you know, I didn't think there was much, uh, besides this is their first interaction, at least on TV, um, I didn't think it was a great match. But yeah, it was, it, was a, it was nice to see someone else in the ring with Orton, just to see yeah. where it can go. And I, that's what I love about this whole uprising on the card now. And if you watch SmackDown since... John Cena doesn't work it. Randy Orton occasionally works it. The SmackDown um, card is even better right now. I think they're like SmackDown sixing it over there. They are. They are having a SmackDown six. I'll talk about that a little later after the <laughs> top ten because I have a few notes. Yeah, I didn't watch SmackDown this week, so Pat's going to cover his notes there. All right, so let's do number three. Number three. The main event of Raw, although they made it for the U.S. title, which meant you knew it was going to be a retention or a DQ. Was, easy, was Cena Rollins, but these guys had an awesome match, and they're still proving that they can tell great stories, and you know you're getting the real Cena Rollins payoff match at SummerSlam. So it didn't bother me that we had this match now, because you know we're not done. Good right, match. Right. Good match, good main event, good storytelling. But seriously, if John Cena wins at SummerSlam... <laughs> well, yeah. And that brings us to number two. The Champs number is here. He just has a little, oh, a little God, S and got... asterisk next to it. Oh, God, that... <laughs> like when he won the U.S. title, I was like, a champ is here. Yes. The Champs <laughs> is here. If he did that, though, I, that would actually get him so over with me that I would be totally fine with it. All right. So number two was this was my favorite segment on Raw. The Prodigal Son Returns, which was Bray Wyatt bringing Luke Harper back into the family. How friggin' great was this segment? So, yeah, well, yeah. Yeah, everything about this was good, and it talked about how he let him go and he knew he'd return one day when the time was right. Well, God, if you let him go and they come back, it's real. It's real love. Yep. And the thing is, like, he's giving Harper all the mic time now, too, because Harper can cut promos. 
Right. I He's I, gotten over somewhat in the intervening year. I like this iteration of the Wyatt family so much better. Yeah. He wasn't in a throwaway battle royal at WrestleMania that got moved to the pre-show. He was in the IC title ladder match. Because he was IC awesome. champion for a while there. Yep, and he looked awesome. Luke Harper and Bray Wyatt are seriously over right now. And, you know, I remember at the end of June, a certain hey man was like, you better mark my words because a year from now, Wyatt's going to be jobbing on superstars where he belongs. It's like, actually, he's bigger than ever right now, so you were wrong. But and now it's August. He will not admit to that. Of course not. Of course not. And, of course, that brings me to my number one favorite thing in wrestling this week. Number one! So we started Ultima Lucha a week early because the two-hour event next week is going to have, like, five matches plus whatever. however they're going to end that uh, Black Lotus storyline that they were hinting at. So Ultima Lucha had three well, matches. That was a huge thing on the, on the freaking show today for Black Lotus storyline. Holy crap. Yeah. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna finally see who Quato's brother is. So the first match, and um, Pat, I'll explain these to you so you can kind of follow through. Uh, they have the guy called he's called the man they call Cage. He's basically the uh, he, he kind of reminds me of like like a Magnus type guy from TNA, where he's like he's super jacked and he's got the singlet, but he's actually a really good worker. Although his sideburns are really stupid looking, and he fought this dude called Demac. It's a Kind of oh flabby. God. Yeah. Kind of, <laughs> it's funny because he's kind of a flabby dude, but he can. He lied to me. He can fly. Uh, they definitely had the best match they've ever had because it was false count anywhere, and they went all over the arena and used everything. Nuts. So, Fire extinguishers so the black guy became a white guy. He really did. About time. <laughs> yeah. Maybe I'll watch Lucha Underground. And then they, they did the table spot. They had a two-by-four broken on the back. They went nuts with this. And uh, Cage pulled out the win. And Vampira said, oh, shit, like ten times. Yeah, because they let him sit. They, they pretty much gave up on trying to censor that. Uh, the second match were the trio's titles. The Disciples of Death all have names now, even though I can't actually remember them. Oh, you want to know? Want to have? Want to hear a cool story, bro? I wanted yes. to find out who the Disciples of Death were. So I was like, who are Disciples of Death? Lucha Underground. Oh, here we go. Click. Oh, now I know who all the champions are at the end of Ultima Lucha. <laughs> oh, that sucks. So you knew they were winning the titles. <laughs> yeah, as soon as the match started, I did that. Who are those guys? And they're all people you've seen like once or twice during the show. They're Cavall, really you idiot. They, they, they were all Cavall. Each one of them <laughs> is Cavall. And, uh, yeah, yeah there were all guys that had, like, all of matches earlier in the season, and they just put a hood on them and said, you're with Mil Mortes now. Yeah. But, again, it was another one of those really, really well-done matches, because the whole storyline was that Ivelisse's ankle's still broken. So it was Angelico and Son of Havoc doing all the work, but then the finish... Which is hilarious, because she made a return to wrestling, like, last week. <laughs> yeah. but, but, but because this was t- taped in, like, mid-April... Her leg was still broke. <laughs> <laughs> well, the Cavals ended up winning and winning the trio's title by taking down Evie. And then, of course, Katrina got in the ring and licked her face. It's pretty hot. Indeed. And then the, uh, the the main event of Ultima Lucha Week 1 
was the uh, the uh, what they call it the the Believers Backlash match. Yes. Where they had all these fans come down to ringside with leather straps, and they're apparently all fans that have been there since like their first taping, including somebody called Hot Tub Guy who reviews hot them. Hot Tub on- Guy, yeah, he like reviews on YouTube in a hot tub. Yeah, and then, so they had Drago take on Hernandez, and of course Hernandez is a huge heel, so every time he went out of the ring, these fans were just mercilessly whipping him with these leather straps, and like the dude was covered in welts. He got hit like on top of the head at one point because it was like very first thing. And like, and freaking Strucker's like, dude, he's like all red on top of the head. <laughs> what the hell happened out there? I like how he got. I like how he got new ink for the match. <laughs> they basically welted that up. Oh yeah, because on his chest there's the there's the fake scar thing going on. Yep. Yeah, and then uh, and of course Drago got the win, which is what everybody wanted to see, but. God damn, what a great friggin' match. That was only week one of Ultima Lucha. Next week is the real one where we get all the awesome matches plus Vampiro. Which I'm still saying that it's going to be that, he was, <coughs> that he's the he's the master. He's going to be I so think. stupid if that's the case, though. I think it's going to be better than seeing him fucking wrestle. I think it'd be I think it'd be great. And they like together they like just beat the fuck out of Conan or something. <laughs> or Matt Striker. Or Matt Striker. I'd be okay <laughs> with watching. Conan get beaten up. Oh, Conan's dead, right? Because they put him in the casket last week and they walked him yeah. away. Indeed. But yeah, good stuff. Title match next week. Whole bunch more stuff. Gonna be sweet. Indeed. So uh, Pat's got two smack diggity. Oh, what about the Black Lotus oh. thing? We found out that it wasn't Dario. Dario's brother didn't kill her family. It was like her freaking grandfather's fault. Was he's like the leader of the of the freaking Black Lotus or whatever? It wasn't my brother. It was your grandfather. Uh, uh-huh. yeah. <laughs> um, but also besides the SmackDown notes, I guess it's worth knowing. And it, uh, there was so much on Raw, uh, but SummerSlam is going to be four hours now. I don't know how I feel about that. I she think it's going to be five hours. Yes. Pre, well, it's the pre-show and then the actual show. That's like, yeah, I think it, they're it, trying to actually make it be the second best, second biggest pay-per-view of the year. It's still not. They have a lot of stories going into it though this year because I, I my they first did thought last was, year too. <laughs> yeah, my first thought was like they're going to leave so many off the card, but I think the extra hour it's either going to help or it's going to be like we need an Undertaker entrance. It's going to be an hour. <laughs> um, it's going to be like the what the um. What pay-per-view was it where Seth Rollins fought Dean Ambrose and there was so much time left that they were like, work the leg. Just really work the leg. <laughs> we have so much time left. It's kick, <laughs> kick that leg out from your leg. It's going to be um, the, it's gonna be like the Ric Flair, Shawn Michaels ending where he's like, I love you, but it's delayed like 45 minutes of Brock Lesnar holding Undertaker up in the F5 saying, I love you. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I love you, R.I.P. I love you, Rip. Um, I love you! <laughs> love this! Um, so, on SmackDown, the two awesome things of note. One is a story that went through the entire show of... It started with Cesaro versus Seth Rollins with Kevin Owens at ringside. And we're establishing, like Dan said, we're almost establishing like a SmackDown 6. Um... Because Kevin Owens interferes in the match, and Cesaro, you have no friends, but we may a tag match later, because you only just turned face. 
So, of course, throughout the show, he's looking for a tag partner. He says he couldn't find one. He's ready to take them both on solo. And Dean Ambrose comes out, and we have four top-tier talents in WWE. They have an awesome match, and we don't need John Cena or Randy Orton or TBS or Kane or any of those people to be involved, which is a nice change. Um, the other thing, and it was also on Raw, and it's been the past few weeks, Stardust is killing it. Um, his promos are absolutely fantastic. He's taking, like... It feels like he's taken some of the best, like, crazy supervillains and just been studying, like, you know, Mark Hamill's Joker. Um, a couple, of, like, I sense, like, a little bit of the Riddler in there as well. Uh, but he's he's really kind of becoming this comic book hero, our villain, and he's telling Neville the whole Be My Hero thing. But this week, uh, he he called out, he beat up R-Truth, and he has a little Stardust mask, and he puts it on him, and he says, R-Truth? You have failed this city. And I had to pause because at Lunchbox, I filled the cup. Um, (laughs) That's like, this is confirmed now. Amel's going to be there. I don't know what he's doing yet. If he's going to be in the corner and they're going to put Neville there. or Is he going to wrestle? Is he going to be the guest ref? Is he just going to... Is he going to be sitting ringside and he's going to come in and trip him? He's going (laughs) to... He's back on Leanne Yu. Oh, man, that'd be great if that's where they had the match. <laughs> In the middle of the prison, and then there's freaking Deathstroke and uh, Boomerang, Captain Boomerang, just yelling at him the whole time. Right, it's like one of those, um, <laughs> it's like Mortal Kombat where they had, like, things reaching out, and you could, like, kick the person into it, and he could just grab you. My fa- absolute favorite part is the fact that when he went, you have failed the city, I was like, I understood that reference! <laughs> Good, yeah. good work, Captain America. I, I, <laughs> I'm just going to send Roy instead. Roy will take care of it. Roy will take care uh, of it. Great. This is great stuff. Uh, These are great references yeah, you don't I, get. I can't, I can't say I'm excited about Four Hours of SummerSlam, but if the storylines going into it are as good as they have been, then we could be in for a real treat. So. I don't know why they didn't do it last year. Last year was a freaking really solid SummerSlam card. With all the suplexes? You know, because remember, they even had that mini documentary about how the Shield are all in their separate things now, and they all have major matches. It was really good. SummerSlam last year was solid from top to bottom, pretty much. Which is funny because I know you did a SummerSlam project one year and you're like, I'm never doing this again because most of them are garbage. There's a lot of garbage SummerSlam. Yeah. 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 Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, still number two pay-per-view of the year is the Royal Rumble, not SummerSlam, so suck it. (laughs) Well, not not after the last three years. Uh, We're not going to be there. Oh, wait, I'll be there. (laughs) Suck it. All right. Speaking of trash... Let's talk about trolls, because trolls are trash. Um, so I, I have a fun conversation with everybody's all-time favorite troll on this show, Hey Man, who messages me out of the blue. And whenever he messages me, I like I don't want to respond, because I just don't have any interest in anything that he says. But he actually was telling me that like he got his Royal Rumble DVD and could spot us in the crowd, and here's where. Which is funny, because... Not only did I already know where I could be spotted because, A, I have a file on my computer, and, B, I can also watch it on the network. So I don't have to buy it. I sat there. And I also sat there. But um, I know where to find you. Really? Was it the section that we sat in? 
Yes. But the best part is he goes, I'm probably never going to another WWE event again. And I'm like, oh, God. So Why? they're all safe. They're all safe. Well, I was, I, I'm waiting for him to go into the Roman Reigns rant, but it, but what he said was even better because the f- two friends he went with are no longer speaking to him, and they were like the last two friends he had. They've stopped talking to me. <sighs> so at what point does it stop being everyone else's problem and become yours? Uh, about eight years ago. <laughs> So, no simpy, buddy. No simpy. Uh, no simpy. Uh, simpy for any trolls, especially those that have access to WWE's official Facebook page. Gentlemen, SummerSlam is not at L- in L.A. this year, but Hell in a Cell is. Uh-oh. Wow. Okay. Tickets are on sale now or next Saturday? I don't remember. Sometime. Uh, you can get tickets to Hell in a Cell, which is going to be in the Sable Center in Los Angeles, California. Oh, at least at the Sable Center for a second. No, oh, the Sable Center. <laughs> I was like, Brock's, Brock's confirmed already? <laughs> the Sable Center. Oh, God. Hell in a Cell at the Sable Center. It's on top of his wife. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> Sable Center. Oh, yeah. Can be the masked cane returns. It, sure, it can, we can can be that. I want masked cane in a suit. That's what I want. Yes, <laughs> with the mask. Huh? Yeah, yeah. Like he still has to do paperwork and all of that, but he just wears the mask. He's a demonic. Well, there's the what the 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 video for the one pay per view where he's. Sitting behind a desk on the phone. Oh yeah, yeah. Hello, but, this is Kane. But he's not in the suit though. He needs the suit. No, he's not. He's in the <laughs> he's in the cadaver outfit apparently. And needs to bring back the flaming pocket square. Yeah, he hasn't done that in like a year. Jeez, what a jerk. Anyway, <clears throat> look at all those foreigners with their crappy hashtags telling WWE to bring Mata back. It's hilarious. Oh yeah, Tough Enough and Total Divas weren't even in my notes this week. Which is funny because Tough Enough pissed me off with The Miz as a judge ruining everything. Oh, I like that. And not, I, I I thought it was unfair who got eliminated for sure, but I, I like The Miz much better than Hulk Hogan as a judge. Well, yeah. But uh, I, I do have to mention that Total Divas was just hilarious this week. Every, for some reason, everything was just really, really funny. Especially when, uh, especially when Tyson Kidd is forced to drive Titus O'Neil, Heath Slater, and Adam Rose around because something happened to their car, and Natty volunteered it without consulting him, and he's all pissed off. And she's like, well, "What am I supposed to tell them?" He goes, "Well, tell them no, we're not doing it." And right after he says that, Adam Rose walks up and shakes his hands, like, "Oh man, TJ, thank you so much for the ride. You really saved us." And he walks off, and then Tyson's just like, "Fuck, I can't yeah. say no. I'm a dick." Oh, man. But, yeah. Um, <clears throat> the whole Mata thing, it was unfair. But the the worst thing that I think happened was that now there's, like, a news article about how WWE officials are just sick of ZZ and want him off the show, which means that all the fans who like him are going to go out of their way to vote for him now. And that they're just probably- going to be like, nope, you lost. Wow, I was yeah. sick of ZZ from the second I heard he made it on the show. 
Well, the thing is, he's got he's got the fan vote. Oh, and so. then, then I wanted to punch him in a nut bag when he was like, "I'm only 19." Fuck you. <laughs> wow. That's age discrimination, Patrick. Tell us how you really feel. Well, it's the same way when Rene Dupree came up and he's like, I am 19. I was like, fuck you. <laughs> I'm not even old enough to drink yet. Oui, oui. I'll just bash your face in. How do you like me now? Oh, that was great. Bob Holly in the rental car. Oh, God. Jesus. Anyway, there's still three more comments. <laughs> All right. The Shield versus Wyatt Famille <laughs> historique match in 2015. That's. <laughs> that was a fantastic comment. Thank you. All right. I, I'm not trying to piggyback off of the Tough Enough talk, but Mata and Patrick are both going to WWE for sure. Because they're not the Tough Enough winner. Yeah, I I thought um, Mata had the best things to say once he was actually eliminated. I watched the I didn't watch Tough Enough. I I'm not where I can watch Tough Enough <laughs> anymore. But I watched the Tough Talk show after, and everything he said was really powerful. But um, I, I thought it was interesting. The Miz first night on, he used to save. He's like, no one's used this yet. Yeah, I'm gonna save the hot chick who should have been eliminated. I think she should have, but I still like him as a judge. I mean, it was like, uh, what was it, what Percy Watson got eliminated from? NXT? Oh, yeah! And now he's you up there anymore. You fucking live my dreams. You can live your dreams. Whatever. <clears throat> Jahan Cena, never give up you. <laughs> never gonna give you up. Jahan Cena. Is there some foreign country where John is spelled with the H before the O or something? There has to be, because I see that a lot. Yeah, you know what? There's like Johnny Peralta, the shortstop, used to play for the Indians. The H is before the O. Well, it's apparently the way to spell it. Maybe it's a Mexican thing. You know what? Even if that is a way to spell it, it's still wrong because his name is J-O-H-N. So you're still an idiot. Never gonna give, never gonna give. And our last comment... Please bring Bobby Lashley back. No. And Batista. No. Versus Brock Lesnar. Brock versus Bobby. Batista versus Brock. Bobby versus Batista. Let me tell you how much I don't want to see any of that. I think someone has a muscle fetish. God damn. It's still my favorite Bobby Lashley thing of all time is the tribute video that surfaced on YouTube. We you love Bobby. Finley, and you love to fight. I say your name is Finley, and you're a bastard. Do we love Bobby? No. No. Come on, booby. <laughs> the great Bobby Lindsay. Good lord. Well, guys... We promised you, and we're delivering. Tonight is a return of WrestlePiece Theater. <clears throat> Tonight's selection. Tonight's selection is entitled Forbidden Love, and it was written by Cassidy Lynn Cena. 
Cassidy was all but new in the WWE. Her relationships with the men in the WWE are interesting. What happens when she falls for John Cena? That is the synopsis of our story. But of course, we can't just start the story. She has to give a note. Here is my new story. I was formerly known as Laisha Orton, but sadly Randy and I divorced. Haha. So it is Cassidy Lynn Cena now. Wow, she even took on John Cena's laugh. <laughs> ah. I, I love how after they got a divorce, she changed her first and last name. <laughs> and ethnicity, possibly. Okay. Uh, I would say most likely. <laughs> All right. Check out my other stories under Laisha Orton. I do not whatsoever own any WWE characters, but I would like to own a piece of John Cena. LOL. Enjoy the story and leave some comments. What piece of John Cena would you like to own? <laughs> penis. I think she's talking oh. about the penis. <laughs> okay, are you ready to go? All right, are you ready? Ready. Here we go. I love her! John said to Dave as he watched her on TV. I wouldn't go there. She's with Randy. Dave replied. John walked over to the TV and just stared. She's just perfect! Man, I know you like her, but she's with Randy. You can't go behind his back and steal his girl. Dave, you don't understand. I have never had good luck in the love department. John stated. John walked away. He knew he loved her, but Randy was his best friend. That's how they became close. Oh, that's how they become close. Cassidy became a diva just about nine months ago. It was around the time Randy had gotten a divorce. She was always a fan of his. He used his charm to attract her. They are now inseparable. Cassidy met John through Randy. He was attracted to her from the first time they met. John, I'm going to tell you this once, even though I've said it a couple of times. Leave her alone. I'm your friend. Please don't screw this up, machine gun. Said Dave. Thanks, Dave. Said John. There was a knock on the door. John walked over to the door and opened it up. It was her. She was crying. John, can I talk to you? She asked. John looked over at Dave, and then he looked back at her. Sure, come in. (laughs) John said. I think I'm gonna go. (laughs) Said Dave. You don't have to go. Said Cassidy. Don't worry about it. I'll see you guys later, said Dave. He walked out of the room. Cassidy sat down on the couch. John sat beside her. This person does not know what commas are. Okay, what's the matter? John asked. He hit me, she said. Who hit you? Randy? He didn't mean it. He was mad. It was just an accident, she cried. (laughs) John felt his anger rise. How could his best friend do something to harm such a wonderful girl? If it was an accident, why are you crying? John asked. I don't know. John leaned over and hugged her. He left go and wiped the tears from her eyes. I will have to talk to him. John said. No, please don't tell Randy. I don't want him to know. You're hurting me, Randy. Cassidy yelled, despite the fact there's no exclamation point in that sentence. 
Okay, I promise I won't say anything. <laughs> Cassidy got up and walked to the door. Thanks, John. You're a good friend. <laughs> You're, Y-O-U-R. <laughs> Cassidy said, leaving. A friend. That's all I am, is a friend. John said after she left. John walked over and sat on the couch. He began to think of everything she said that Randy did to her. Luckily for him, he was a heel and Randy was a face. They had a, they had a match that night. I'm going to make him pay, John said. He went to grab his gear. He began getting ready for his match. On the way to the match, he was stopped by Dave Batista. What, what happened? Dave asked. He hit her. John replied. Dave just stood there in shock. All of a sudden, they seen Randy and Cassidy come around the corner, walking toward them from down the hall. Good luck tonight, bro, Randy said. John looked over at Dave. Dave had a don't-do-it look on his face. You too, said John. They went to the ring for their match. John was really into it. He hit Randy hard a few times. Despite the fans booing him, he won. After the match, Randy stopped John in the back. Dude, what was up out there? A few of your punches hurt. What's going on? Randy asked. Well, I'm just getting into the heel character. I have to make it look good for the fans, said John. Well, your heel, what do you care about the fans for? They just boo you. I may be heel, but I care what the fans think, even other wrestlers and divas. <laughs> John put special emphasis on divas. Okay, man. <laughs> See you later, Randy said. Randy turned to leave, but Cassidy wasn't going with him. I'll be right there, said Cassidy. Randy walked away, and Cassidy turned to John. What are you doing? Cassidy asked. He shouldn't have treated you like that, said John. John, it's none of your business what goes on in Randy and my relationship, yelled Cassidy. I'm your friend, yelled John. What do you care what happens to me? Because I like you, John yelled. There suddenly was an awkward silence. From out of nowhere, there was a voice. Woo, the nature boy is styling. Woo, profiling. Woo, the voice said. Hey, Rick, said Cassidy. Hey, John. Hey, Cassidy. Woo! <laughs> said Rick, kissing Cassidy's hand. What's going on? Cassidy asked. Nothing much. I'm going to see Vince. Talk to you guys later. Woo! <laughs> Flair said, walking away. Bye, Flair! Cassidy said. What's the point of that? Cassidy looked back over at John. She wanted to say something, but the words just wouldn't come out. John stood there frozen. He couldn't believe what he said. Suddenly, Mickey James and Candace Michelle walked around the corner. Hey, guys, what's up? Mickey asked. Nothing much. Are you ready for your rematch next week, Mickey? John asked. Yeah, I can't wait. Mickey said. Well, we have to go. We are late for a meeting with Stephanie, 
said Candace. They continued walking. Cassidy was standing there wondering why she was with Randy instead of John. Secretly, she longed to be in his arms, but she didn't show it. Her cell phone rang. Hello? Cassidy said. Hey, sis, what's up? Asked the voice. Nothing much. Did you talk to Vince? Yeah, I have a tryout this week. The voice said. Awesome! Well, I have to go. Call you later. Said Cassidy. Cassidy had gotten off the phone. Cassidy and John stood there for 20 minutes before they spoke a word to each other. Awkward. John, I... Cassidy began. No, stop. Don't worry about it. I just don't want anything to happen to you. Said John. Cassidy felt really bad. She longed for a kiss from his sweet lips. She wished she could be in his arms. Her concentration on her thoughts... Her concentration? <laughs> oh, yeah. Her her concentration on her thoughts... She consented. Dim- ...diminished... <laughs> it's not right. ...when she heard Randy's voice. Come on, Cassidy. Let's Gross. go. Said Randy. Okay, bye, John. She said. John decided to go home and nurse his broken heart... With a good home-cooked meal. Oh, I know what that he, was. He was hoping he would feel better next week. Did he have what I think he had? It's something that he loves. Of course. Uh, I'm pretty sure what he had was chicken nuggets and tater tots! <laughs> of course. <laughs> of course that's what he had. All right. <clears throat> and guys, that was Forbidden Love. Let's read some comments. From Angelica Cena, 1621... This was really good. I like it. I feel bad for John, but I still like it. Um, <laughs> upside down exclamation point explosive says, I so understand what you mean by wanting a piece of John Cena. He is like real eye hot. Lulp. <laughs> Lulp? <laughs> L-O-L-P. Uh, Recca 101. Loved it. Foolish Angel 87. I love this story. I love John with no H. Cena. So any story with him in it is awesome. Update soon. And then <laughs> Aaron, I really like this story. Please write the rest of it. And Cassidy Lynn Cena is like, I hope everyone likes this story. And never updated because this was from 2007. <laughs> so, yeah. How about that? <sighs> Did you guys enjoy that? That was awesome. I feel I feel uh, I didn't realize how much things were spaced out. I feel bad for Dan. Oh, <laughs> <coughs> uh, that was I liked fun. the part when there was two characters we didn't see coming. <laughs> yeah, so we had to an invisible man <laughs> or uh, an undisclosed phone person. Invisible man in your neighborhood who I made like, sound like Randy Orton, so he could also be her brother. I know. I think it was supposed, supposed to be her to be sister. Her sister yeah. who's trying not to be a diva. But whatever. That was not credited. <laughs> it was a mystery voice. Just the voice, voice uh, on the phone. <laughs> it was the DDP stalker voice. Good lord. That's not a bad thing. It's a- <laughs> <laughs> well, guys, Sarah. we have reached the end of our show, which means it's time to play everyone's uh, favorite game. See you next week, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you skipped ahead for nothing. <laughs> <laughs> it's time to play points. Or... Buried. Or. Folded. Or. Frozen. Or. Erased. Or. Terminated. Or. 
Effin' Speared. Or one time only. Ooh, I'm saving it. <laughs> Uh-oh. He's like, he's machine gunned up. So here's what we said. As you guys know, Hulk Hogan got fired from WWE, which means he got fired from his job as Tough Enough Coach. So I asked you guys to come up with a funny or inappropriate, or maybe a combination of both, new job for Hulk Hogan to do. And you guys delivered, because we got a lot of entries for this one. So you guys ready to hear some funny or inappropriate jobs that Hulk Hogan can do now that he's unemployed? Yeah. All right, here we go. Our first Hulk Hogan job. Hulk Hogan and Paula Dern's Cooking with Racism. Or Paula Dean, sorry. I was like, Paula Dern, is she gersperming? That would have been awesome. Paula Dern. Oh my god, Paula Dern. No, that's my bad. It corrected itself to Dern. Oh, okay. Yes, Hulk Hogan and Paula Dean's Cooking with Racism. Oh my god. I guess I kind of have to give that one points. Well, brother... All right, Dylan Mewshaw. Points. All right, next. He's a narrator for the Dukes of Hazard. Oops. <laughs> oh, the Duke boys. Outrunning the police, brother. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, you know, not even that. I, I, I just, anytime you can hear Hulk Hogan's voice do narration, you got to give it points. <laughs> And there goes the General Lee. Points to Matt Hardman. All right. Um, Our next suggestion is that Hulk will move to Nigeria and becomes a coach for the national football team. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. (laughs) Let me tell you something, Nigers. (laughs) (laughs) At least I can get away with this here. Which is funny because there's actually a country called Niger. <laughs> so he's got it wrong completely. Um, yeah, let's give points. All right, points to Mike Simsack for... Nigerian. <laughs> it gets Nigerian points. All right, <laughs> your next job, selling state coins on QVC with Don West. LOL. Oh, oh, I forgot. We were supposed to be able to Don West entries, too. I'm here. Ah, I'm swimming in Hulk Hogan rookie cards. Hulk Hogan rookie cards? And LJN Hogan figures from 84. Oh. You just got Don West if you haven't figured it out already. Oh. So no points, but you got Don Wested. Ah, I'm still swimming. Uh, Robert Atkin, you got Don Wested. You guys forgot about that for like three weeks. Oh. You've just been sitting there. Until he got brought up on the show. Can you clean up the floor when you're done? I might do it again. He has to go swimming again. (laughs) All right. uh, Your next possible Hogan job. Help a team of Jamaicans run an Olympic bobsled team. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) We got ourselves a bobsled team, brother. Let me tell you something, John Candy. <laughs> Good Lord. He died shortly after this. That was a good movie. That's a good movie. I like that movie. Maybe it should be put on our list. I think it should. So, yeah, points. All right, points to Alan Craig. Jamaican 
bobsled team. All right. <laughs> Our next suggestion is he becomes the Crayola product manager and invents a new color called Some of My Best Friends Are Black. <laughs> I'm glad I fired him. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not sure what's funnier. Some of my best friends are black or having the crayons actually named after some of his black friends. Like there's the Dennis Rodman. (laughs) The the JYD. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. Well, that's, that's really great points. Right. Dan Dahl points. Okay, your next suggestion for a Hulk Hogan job, he becomes a police officer in Ferguson. (laughs) Oh, God. That's just mean. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Boom points. Points to Glenn Kukin. Oh, God. Hands up, brother. Hands up, brother. Oh, God. All right. Our next suggestion is he's applying suntan lotion to Brooke Ogan lookalikes. Oh, man. That's that's a cringy for sure. Jeez. Right in a snatch. Good Lord. Cringies to Jason Cantwell. I remember when that picture surfaced for the first time, and I was like, this has to be a joke, because this is the creepiest thing I've ever seen. I actually wanted it to be a Photoshop job. Nope. And then I found out it wasn't. All right. Um, here's your next possible Hogan job. The human resource manager at Chick-fil-A. Wow. <laughs> Let me tell you something, homos. <laughs> And Hogan just hates everybody. Wow. I, I, hmm. Did they also have something? Did Chick Fil A also do something against the African American persuasion, or was that the joke they were going for? No, the joke was just that they're uh, they're a very intolerant company. Oh, okay. Okay. All right. Thanks. Ten points. I was wondering if there was another news story I didn't know about. <laughs> no, that's just Chick Fil A being shitty. Danny Risner points. Yeah, Hogan would fit in well there. It's just Chick Fil A being delicious. It is delicious. It's also cooked in peanut oil. Is it? All right. I it usually is. go for the wraps. So I'm, I'm a, and the salads. I don't, and those are not. We're cooked gonna get rid of the wraps, brother. <laughs> <laughs> Bring in some rocks. You still got the the Cobb salad, dude. The Cobb County salad. Cobb County Georgia salad. Have you ever been to Cobb County Salad? And the dressing is called Hard Times. Oh, God. That sounds like a Roman Reigns dressing. Taste disgusting. (laughs) Well, it depends on who you are. If you're shitting, you might eat that up. Got your Zaxby's Zaxby's sauce. All right. Your next possible Hulk Hogan job. Big Brother at the Boys and Girls Club in Harlem. Let's, let's shoot some hoops, dudes. You're pretty good at that, right? <coughs> We've got to get you making $180 million a year. 
for $8 billion playing basketball. Good Lord. <laughs> yeah, points. Ellis Holmes points. Wow. All these people are just waiting oh, here to he do something. He gets Ellis Holmes points, huh? He sure does. All right. Everybody stand by. Next possible Hogan job. Make a sequel to Tropic Thunder and have his character become black like Robert Downey Jr.'s. Then Hogan and Downey can have a contest to see who can say the word retarded the most in one line. You know what you would call it, right? Tropic Uh, Thunder in Paradise. Of course. I almost don't want to give you points for not saying that. (laughs) Because that's a really funny entry. And everybody is just waiting to do something this week. But you could, still, you could give him points and then have somebody do something anyway. I don't know, I'm going to let Dan decide on this one. Uh, it was a bit involved. Ooh. Yeah. No punishment, just no points. Whoa. Uh-oh. 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 Who, who's it going to be? Who's it going to be? Uh, can I can I make a suggestion? Because this was CJ's entry. Can can Goldberg get in on this? Oh f yeah, <laughs> yeah. Here we go. Why did you take a front bump? <laughs> what the f? <laughs> the greatest spear video of all time. <clears throat> all right. Um, our next Hogan job. He creates a self-help program aimed at inner-city males called Let Me Tell You Something, Brother. <laughs> of course he does. That was pretty good. Points. Joe, Col- Joe Kalia points. Oh, I don't even want to know what he would be telling them, though. All right. Hulk Hogan teaming up with Russell Simmons, hawking the rush card on BET. And in parentheses, Black Entertainment Television, in case I didn't know what BET was. Hmm. I know all I know all these things, and I don't find it funny. <laughs> Uh-oh. So. Hell, son, I think I'm going to fold this damn entry up for you. <laughs> Pick up your dryer receipt. <laughs> all right. Joe Mad Dog Needle who actually inspired me to come up with this game. No points. Oh, man. You've been folded. All right. Hulk Hogan becomes an NWACP rep-wearing blackface under the name Darky McBlacky. No points. No points. Um... Wow, who's still waiting over there? <laughs> Excuse me, my movie is still in theaters this week, so I just want to promote it, so you're going to be terminated. Matt Awesome, you've been terminated. All right. Uh, Hogan gets a recurring role on Orange is the New Black. <laughs> Red and Yellow is the New Black? No, because Hogan's Orange. Because Hogan's uh, Orange. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Alright, brother. Although I think red and yellow as the new black would be pretty funny too. Um Dude. Let's Dude. let's give it points then. Down under points for Matt o- Matt Anderson. Yeah. 
All right, guys, it's Biggie Countdown time. We're down to your last five entries. Our next person says, President of the NAACP. Well, why not? What's her name going to do it, right? She can be president of, of a particular chapter. Oh, yeah, the white girl that's like, I'm black? Yep. <laughs> that girl? Yeah, of course. But no points, though, because it's not really that funny. You know what I'm saying? Say, girl, by. Like, it's girl by points, which is actually a burial. Whoa. Uh-oh. He's got the shovel. Yes. <laughs> yes. Finally, the Skull King has awoken. <laughs> now I'm looking into that camera over there. Oh, no. And I'm going to look into this camera over here. And now you're getting buried on camera. All right, Bo Brown, you've been buried on camera. But not camera. directly into the camera, over to the side a little bit. Into the side. Don't look Don't look at the camera. <laughs> right All right. Uh, your, next, your next job keeps it simple. Cotton farmer. <laughs> oh, gosh. Well, it would be an inappropriate job. Standing next to the cotton, I pick it out with the edge of my hand. Oh my god! Burning out now. Um, yes. Back to the Hendrix theme. Yes. Because I'm a voodoo child, babe. God damn. So yes, he gets points for that. All right, points to Don Mario. Yeah, how can he be a voodoo child if uh, if he's racist? Dumb. Papa Shango is a voodoo child. He's a voodoo Chile. He's a voodoo child. Yeah. All right. Hulk Hogan becomes a Martin Luther King Jr. impersonator. <laughs> what? <laughs> it's like dumb, but I still laughed. So <laughs> I, I have a dream, brothers. <laughs> I'm gonna. Well, you know what? We save this for special occasions. So not only will it get points, but uh, Roman. No, you're going to make him white? It's it's not only going to get points. Yeah, so it's ruining the whole impersonation no, thing. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm, get- I'm closing my eyes for this. Uh, so good, Uad, so for a second time. Yeah. So there's like three bad Uwas and two good Uwas so far. It all depends on the week. What peaks is fancy. Oh, Chris Wright, you're very white right now. But you got points, so get the R out. He got and the white out of his. <laughs> he got the right out of his name, and now he's and Roman white. is done. Roman's done. He's just sleeping now. Sleeping. All right. Your next job, a professional Civil War reenactor. Professional? <laughs> of course. <laughs> wonder what side he's representing. <laughs> the red and yellow side? Oh, man. I'm going to have to give that points. That's funny. That was Siobhan's entry. At least he'd have, he'd have our truth on his side. Oh, jeez. Little Jimmy came marching in. And your final job for Hulk Hogan. Hogan starts a dating site called darkmeat.com as a front for his ongoing efforts to exterminate black people from hey, the planet. That's my joke. That's my black dating site joke. 
So you have good taste. So I'm going to give you points. <laughs> so Jason Shin gets points for being friends with Pat IRL. It's <laughs> exactly how that works. All right, then. So you're Hulk Hogan, new jobs. A lot of points we gave out this week. But now you got to pick your winner. Dandall. <laughs> that's oh, easy. Some of my best friends are black. Yeah, that, oh, that's hilarious. All right, then. Uh, Dan Dahl, you are the winner. Uh, two weeks in a row for Dan Dahl here. Because he, he created the ooh promotion last week. Wow. And yeah, he's going he's gonna to not hate me for another week. <laughs> New color. Well, some of my best friends are black. Oh, I, the crayon is awesome. Oh, this was a fun week. Uh, other, I'm glad we had fun after the death of Piper, which I know depressed a lot of people. But man, this was a this was a good like recuperation from that. Roman's out, so we'll see him next week. Don West is still swimming. Oh yeah, I now forgot he's to talk swimming. this whole time. Now he's swimming in Ua. Ah, oh, I've got a cramp. I was eating, and I was supposed to wait 30 minutes, and I've got a cramp in my leg. Oh. <laughs> Uh, I was in the figure four eating a eating a sandwich, a lettuce wrap. Oh, and it hurts. Dear Lord. Oh, dear Lord. <sighs> well, that was your show for this week. Hope you guys tune in next week for the conclusion of Ultima Lucha. As we continue our build towards a four-hour SummerSlam, and will Stardust accuse anyone of failing the city again? Oh, this leg! Ah! And will Don West recover from his cramps? Bye, everybody. <laughs> <laughs>